This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Now entering nerdist.com. Hey, everybody. Thanks for tuning in. No, I'm going to try that again. Hey, all you Jonah rapists, you Jonah racists, you Jonah race car drivers, you Jonah rady cats. This is Jonah Ray. Dio can't make it because he's replacing Ozzy Osbourne on another radio show. Today on the show, we have Todd Conjolier from Music and Skateboarding and just San Pedro. And we got DMX singing a Christmas, a Christmas song and some music news. So please enjoy Jonah Radio. For the second week in a row, the theme song is submitted by me from five years ago for another song I tried to make for that ill-fated show. Is everything all right, guys? They are now. You want to stop down and figure it out? Okay. Let me introduce the knuckleheads. Hey, our producer Cash Hartzell is here. Cash, say glaggum. No. Mmm. There you got him. All right. Wasn't very close, but Neil Mahoney on the Neil Mahoney's uh, with a brand new iPad soundboard. <laughs> it's, I don't think it's. Nope. Nope. Um, my brother Adam is here, still not on a microphone. God bless America. Everybody, our guest today is. Now, Neil, you please. Stop laughing at me. <laughs> I thought that was a drop. <laughs> I was like, I ain't where there was that one from. Um, our guest today is Mr. Todd Conjolier. Um, do the or the clapping, the applauding. It's the consistency I like, Neil. It's the consistency to always never. I don't know. Kind of do the wrong thing. I don't have the layout quite yet. It's all right. It's the a audience new thing. Al- is always. I, mean, I don't have the has applause. To be told to applaud for me. So. They, I think yeah. That's and if they that, don't, that's what that was all about. They're in their cars. If they're cl- if they're if we let them clap, then they're gonna uh, let go of their steering yeah. wheel. Then they're gonna fucking die. No, yeah. And then they have control of you. Yeah. And that's not what I, I want. There was See? an applause one. I don't know. Guys, not on the microphones. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think the applause one. You know what? I think this is a sloppier show when we're not drunk. When we're not (laughs) drinking, the show somehow gets even worse. We have no need to overcompensate. All right. I need a job. Um, Todd, thank you for joining us. Thank you. Uh, You have your own podcast, um, amongst many other things. The Podcast. Yeah. uh, Let's talk about it. Nah. I, I don't want to talk about it either. We, you drove listen, up we the, listened to our latest one today. and uh, Are you going to scrap Hal it? did. I don't really listen to him. But I don't, yeah, I don't listen back to these. He says it's not good. He doesn't like it? Yeah. So we have, he likes I gotta, everything. I got to compensate for him. Tonight. Yeah. Tonight? Yeah. Tonight, we'll, we'll, and we'll, we'll, we'll totally make it so people will listen to that one. All right. Yeah. 
Uh, no, no, no. no. The, you don't the, want the, it? the second one. Okay. Where he talks about his cousin. Did you guys do like one a year? We um we took about a year break and that yeah. kind of ruined us in podcast land. So, you know. Yeah, it's I'm a- I'm here to check it out. <laughs> it's hard to keep an audience. It's you hard know? to yeah. Consistency is what I find to be the thing that makes it work. That's what I heard. You know what you know what I heard that from? Mm-hmm. Who? You, you through somebody else. Really? Yeah. No. Somebody went to you for <laughs> podcast advice. Oh, was it, it Mad Army? No, I think it was Hal. Oh, it was probably Hal. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Who would have thought that one day Hal would be coming to me for advice? Yeah, he he took it seriously. <laughs> I, thought, I thought you were gonna say it you heard Jonah say it like three minutes ago when he was making fun of my drops. <laughs> no, 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 no. You were making fun of yourself with your drops. Uh, <laughs> I want to say that our show today is sponsored by Blue Collar Distro. If you want to support the show called Jonah Radio, please go to bluecollardistro.com and buy Jonah Ray shirts, like the ever so unpopular overrated Dio head shirt, which I was swore was going to just fucking fly off the shelves. I looked at the... Do, uh, do the wah, wah, wah. <laughs> I guess people really like them. I, and they're fine. It's just that <laughs> I just thought it's so it's so funny and clunky the way the word overrated Dio head. I think it's great. Damn near impossible to pronounce. Yeah, exactly. It's like a metal band. Well, now you've instructed everyone. Yeah, but they're still not buying them. <laughs> it, it took me two weeks to read it. It looks like a Radiohead logo, but I don't know what he's getting at. Yeah, exactly. It's like those old. It's like a. Does that say Ford? It says fucked. Oh wow! And they sell this at the Sears. <laughs> that was when skateboarding started getting into the uh, the the malls there. The malls, all the Shopping malls. malls. Um, we gonna we're gonna talk a lot to Todd tonight about his record label, his skating history, his bands, uh, his his. You made Candy an collection. app. And the like, candy things, candy stacking. Uh, and uh, we're going to start off, actually, we're going to play songs from uh, the Recess Records catalog. And so we're going to start off with uh, one of the uh, latest releases in the past couple of years, which I fucking love. It's this band called oh, Audacity. You get a pick? You, do you want to pick? No, no, I'm just kidding. You, you can if you want. I almost uh, emailed you. I want to play Audacity. That's what I was going to play. Oh, cool. Yeah. <laughs> we're Okay. <laughs> Um, Audacity may be the first band to get like uh, like uh, the hipster points from Vice Magazine on Recess Records. I I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah, they uh, they they were very happy with How, it. Was uh, like stars or points? Or you, I don't. Th- I think it's like uh, cheeseburgers. Or yeah, something. probably yeah. something. What's oh, okay. what's weird? You know, cheeseburgers. Cheeseburgers are weird. really fucking weird. Yeah, nobody. Wait, can them. you cuss on your? Thing? Yes. Yes. Right. Yeah, yeah. We encourage. Right. You're, you're, you're you're like a pussy. Yes, I didn't know. <laughs> <laughs> Used to be. All right, we're going to play uh, Indian Chief by Audacity. Do you like that song? I love it. All right, check it out. Get this album. It's fucking great.
Okay. All right. Oh. Oh. Three. Hey, that was Audacity with the song Indian Chief off the album Mellow Cruisers. Great fucking album. It was a good summer jam. I liked it. And winter jam, too. It, you, can, you can jam it in any season. Be it with fall. pumpkin spice lattes, not so much. You're right. Man. Fall, not so much. No. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> but, you know, um, gingerbread yeah. lattes. Yeah, you can jam oh, it with yeah, that. Yeah. Yeah. Shamrock shakes. Shamrock shakes. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Sam Adams Summer Brew. Sam Adams Summer Brew. The uh, you could go for the uh, the uh, fall tumbler ale from Sierra Nevada if you wanted to. We already went over this. Yeah, fall doesn't work. No, no. Here's the weird thing: It doesn't get into stores until winter starts. I don't know why. I think they just brew it during the fall. Oh, so it's it's like your it's like your uh, what were those things on Blade called? Daywalkers. It's your daywalker of. We learn a lot. We learn a lot. Um, Todd. Hi. Someone made a documentary about you on Vimeo. It's online. And I yeah. watched it. And it was, uh, I I didn't learn anything new about you. Well, I'm, except that you, you like, I'm, I didn't know you had as many decks as you did when you were professionally skating. I think I forgot how many I had. I think there was some that came out that I just. I, One of them you did not like. About four of them, I didn't. <laughs> I don't want to be that guy that's like picky about his own pro model, you know. Like, but isn't that is the this? point to be picky about the models? Well, like- I never really, really gave that much art direction. I just said, "Hey, can you make like a creep show looking thing?" And yeah, I came yeah. back and I was like, "I don't want to tell this guy that he worked <laughs> yeah. seventeen months on this and seventeen months, yeah, a little bit of exaggeration, probably like fifteen months, but." uh <laughs> was he carving the deck? Mike, yeah. Mike Smith added part of it. <laughs> well, no, he carved a couple pumpkins. Oh, okay. yeah, yeah. Inspiration, <laughs> and, uh, Creep Show. You know, and then yeah. he had to watch Creep Show too. Yeah, yeah. Like uh, my boss, my boss or skater boss or whatever it was, he was really cheap. So at the you know towards the end, he made me find people to do it for as cheap as possible instead <laughs> of paying the the three grand that like the guy he used. Mark McKee would always charge so. But it's weird though, because you went on to just you went on to design all your own, your own deck or your own album artwork. So why didn't you just because you didn't care? Or? If I was younger than <laughs> that now, you know, wow, I learned something. Yeah, I could easily do it now. I want to do a skateboard art or art for a skateboard, but I don't care to do it. You know, like so nothing's changed then. <laughs> <laughs> Everything's exactly. When I really wanted to do it. I I didn't know how to do it. Yeah, um, yeah. It's a uh, it's it's crazy because actually I did do one of them. I did do one of the yes. I did do a deck. Oh wait, this was in that that thing. Yeah. It's so what happened this in that really shitty marker drawing with? And I didn't do this. The skateboard company that I was writing for at the time, which I completely hated them for doing this. They put a bunch of porn classified ads behind my drawing. I, I handed them this drawing, and they're like. What the fuck is this? I'm like, that's what I want on my new skateboard. And they're like, okay, here you go. And then it was done. And they put this porn classified ads. Like, like a newspaper print, print yeah, like the back page LA kind of thing. And they're like, dude, we really, really souped it up, man. Check it out. And it's like, <laughs> this had nothing to do with porn. It had yeah. to, 
Okay. It's funny. It, it's weird. It's it like, was done. It yeah. was done. I couldn't do anything about so it. So you know that painting that you turned in? Well, we put a dragon <laughs> on it. We put a dragon on it. No, I don't. I hate they, dragons. If they put a dragon on that, on the, the art that I had, it would have been perfect. It was all <laughs> That's head, what it was missing. You know, just like this shitty... Like, I used to have this character called Dirt Boy. It was this head of this kid that's dirty, and if there was a dragon body, like a really good, great drawing of a dragon body attached to my shitty head, it would have been great. That's true. Your <laughs> shitty, shitty head. <laughs> I, um, I, remember, uh, I remember like seeing videos of you, because uh, it was like as a kid growing up that like was into skating and also starting to get into punk, you were one of the... Because it was like around that, like a lot of skaters started listening to hip hop. I realized, uh, yeah, like yeah. right, right around you and a little after you is when like all the yeah, all four one one videos and like it's like it was you know all these guys just had like Wu Tang playing underneath, yeah, yeah, yeah. their stuff. Well, and then they got into shitty hip hop, and yes, uh, you know, like I think it started. It's off when the okay pants got big and, and the wheels got small, friends. That was oh, that yeah. era <laughs> of skateboarding. Yeah, it was you know, and it, like that was the whole thing is like I learned like almost. All of my music through, you know, or you know, the fetal stages of me getting into music was all from like skateboarding videos and magazines and Thrasher yeah. covered, mm-hmm. yeah, Adrenaline OD. Like it, it, yeah. whatever band that was new, that was like a you know punk hardcore band, they would cover it, and then it just kind of, you know, started going that way. And yeah, I think we all, all of us, probably like that, like just yeah, like yeah. a lot of music, just like getting a skate video and going like, what is this band? And finding out at the end what the band was, and then going to pick up that stuff, or even if it was just a T-shirt. Yeah, the guy I was wearing. Yeah, I think that was the first time I heard the Minutemen was in like a Nottis Calpus video or something. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I think yeah, I, that part. I, I used to get yeah. Thrasher and just being in Santa Cruz, it was or Firehose or something. Like that. Yeah, yeah. That, oh, yeah. Firehose. All that, all that, all those bands would come through after I saw them in like because it was all kind of the San Francisco scene that they were covering for a lot of the. A lot yeah, of that stuff, crazy. or California scene. It was weird if, it, and if it was ever Rodney Mullen, it would just be like you know the Last Poets or some kind of like like yeah. just like weird oh. off jazz. One thing. of my favorite <laughs> video Rodney pieces yeah. ever was him to Aerosmith's Dream On. He did uh, it was a Plan B video from like the mid nineties. There's no way they actually licensed those songs, right? Uh, probably not. They just maybe the like, later. Ones. They they had to for. For the every video that I was involved in, they had to because they always they were they always loved it that that I had my own music that I wanted. Like mm-hmm. I'm like, well, I have this demo of this these songs, and it was like yeah. really horrible, but it but they used it. And yeah, they yeah it was just, cheap. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. They didn't have to pay anything, and I got you know a lot of people wanted to buy those shitty demo tapes. So, <laughs> nice. So, yeah, it worked out for me. Yeah, <laughs> that's vertical integration man. in the skateboard video. But no, they would charge like I like I heard like Greg Ginn trying to charge them because they, well, that's that, just Greg Ginn, isn't it? Yeah, e, yeah. Well, that's just the story of yeah, Greg. Yeah, it Ginn. was the I I remember hearing it and I might be exaggerating, but it was just like something like five hundred thousand dollars, something crazy. I might wow. I might be totally Jeez. totally just you know time it's like, it's, fucked my brain. It's but. funny uh, every once in a while, like I'll listen to. Um, Rollins's radio show on KCRW or NPR or wherever they have it, and uh, it's funny that it's like every once in a while he has to bring up Greg Ginn, oh, and yeah. it just you, it you could tell in his voice this is out on SST. This is where um, I get heavy, yeah, heavier than you. Yeah, and then he was like, and he's like, uh, it's, uh, I hope they got their money. So he's always talking about how oh, just like digs. He, yeah, oh that's it. <laughs> just digs on Greg Ginn. I'm thinking I'm doing the right thing, right? SST is Greg Ginn. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah and then he just yeah. never paid anybody from Black Flag or Circle Jerk. Is that or... Greg Ginn going to the elevator of hell? <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah, I mean, a lot of bands taken have taken records. A lot of bands also have like you know this crazy respect because because he just took a chance on them back in the day, and yeah. you know, I yeah. I personally know some of those people, and they, you know, it's like I could. It's a, there's like a weird fine line with it. Where, yeah. So, yeah. Well, it's t- I mean, I can't imagine. It's just you run a record label, and you know that. I'm sure every once in a while it's like you know it's like the producers where uh, you know you see a way to like kind of I could I could just tell them I you only sold this many <laughs> <laughs> like, I could I could easily just make more money yeah well I like sleeping you know you do <laughs> I, I I'm not in a good mood when I can't sleep over some shitty reason and that would you know just doing that wouldn't I wouldn't be able to sleep yeah and and, and there's ways like when you press up. A record, you tell them how much you pressed. I mean, you could call the pressing plant too if you want to get yeah, really, yeah, like, exactly. Fucking <clears throat> Columbo on it, but um, it's funny. Uh, one I was talking with the dudes from uh, Fiddler, just, and he was uh, he was like a friend of ours from Hawaii because he uh, the singer grew up in Hawaii, so we know him. And yeah, he was. Uh, it's like my friend was trying to get the one of the test pressing from one of the seven inches. He's like, hey, can I can I buy that off of you? He's like, no, I'm gonna wait five years and then sell it on eBay. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Uh, that's the same thing you're gonna do. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's how labels make money nowadays. It's like put like putting test old pressings. stuff. Yeah. yeah, they lose it on the pressing and then the test pressing. <laughs> there you go. There it is. That sells the record. I uh, it's it just it's it's insane because pretty much you've been friends with like for a long time. You were friends with pretty much every band you put out, right? Yeah, it, well, at least I mean, it seemed like it. Yeah, I, I it's it's kind of foreign to put out somebody that you don't know. You know, like. I, I have before, and then got to know the people, and and they're great. But it's it, it's rare. It's probably ninety nine point nine percent of the times I know the people. They're they're good people, and I like their band a lot. Yeah, you know, and it's like I don't. I I feel sketchy if if I just you know if someone just emails me something and or especially back in the day they would just send a tape or a you know something and it's like who are they? What if they're psychos? Like what if what yeah, if we sign yeah. them and. They they fucking and turns mass out, murder a bunch of kittens. And yeah, yeah, that's, exactly. That's on my watch. Yeah, then you send those records to <laughs> Sweden and Norway, and you make a fucking killing. Oh man, <laughs> see where <laughs> were you? I know all that time. Um, well, not only running a record label, you also were in some of uh, uh, my favorite bands, and and still to this day. Uh, but one that uh, meant a whole lot to me when I was uh, in Hawaii was the band FYP. Now, I'm going to play an FYP song. We're going to take a break and listen to this. This probably for you. I can't wait. I know you can. (laughs) So this is probably like a 20-year-old song for you, I believe. Um, And it's the one that – it's the one song – I I know everybody likes it, but it's like the one song, even if like the person's not – like never really got into FYP, they like – they know and like this song. Toss My Cookies. Oh, okay. Are you okay with that? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. No? You want want to – I also also have all grown up queued up. No. Toss My Cookies? Yeah. All right. Toss My Cookies by (laughs) FYP of Dance My Dance. (laughs)
Toss My Cookies by FYP. Todd Congelier joins us in the studio. Um, I do want to. Um, it's funny because you were saying like you know people just sending you stuff when you were uh, when you were you know had the record label or you still have it like people just send you tapes because of this podcast uh, we've been getting sent a ton of stuff you know a lot, large PDKs? portions. Oh, EPKs. EPKs. I've received a couple. Of, when I get an EPK or a bio sheet, I tend to not like it's bother. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's, it's usually it's like a it's like a nice email with uh like just like hey here's a song and they'll usually attach a song or a link to the Bandcamp. I like okay too, but I like it when they say here's a specific song I want you to hear. Um, but it's also clearly we got on some kind of list because oh. there's there's some people, um. That are just like sending it, like who are like you know the self promoters. Oh, and one oh. such in particular was this guy. Uh, his name is Cocky Streets. Cocky Streets with a Z at the with end. With a Z, Z at the end. T Z. Sounds like two Zs though. The way you're saying it. Streets. Streets. Okay. Yeah. Um, and you're asking yourself right now, who is Cocky Streets, Mister Point Three Six Five? Cocky is an artist promoter. Sponsor of his own hip-hop slash rap music. He's his own sponsor? Yes, he's his own sponsor. Cocky is not your average local artist. He already have the look that attract the female and make the males want to follow him. Cocky comes with his own street team. His new mixtape, Guaranteed, is in every store and club in the NC region. Cocky only spit his life in truthfulness. That's why he the fans. That's why the fans relate to him so much. His 6'4 height in long dreads and powerful voice make his shows sold out. Oh. He also throw a lot of parties in NC and SC. Cocky started with a few dollars and a dream and less than a year became the hottest hip-hop artist in the streets, including fan custom logo t-shirts and posters and mixtapes in every location in NC region. Cocky goal is not a lot of artists from NC are represented as lyricists, but thank God for cocky streets. He here to prove that there is no, there is one to prove it. (laughs) He here to prove that there is one to prove it. If he sells out everything that's affiliated with him now as an independent artist, then he will be global with the right company backing him. (laughs) Cocky has shows at small clubs and concerts everywhere. He travels from state to state and and city from city. Planning a huge mixtape release party. That's already... Oh, you know what? For the rest of this, I'm going to play a Cocky Street song. Cocky Street. Never put your eggs in one bag. Future plan is for Cocky and his street team, Revenue 365, is to hold up their name and go hard 365 days a year and become the voice of the streets to motivate the guys and females that's going in the wrong direction as Cocky was in the past. Show them that dreams do come true. It's all about their money. Everything that I do, it be all about their money. My right pinky. But why wait for that when you can go hard and it pays off and pray to God and have faith? Cocky lyrics flow and instrumentals are the best. He produces and writes his own music. So let's all get rich. <laughs> let's all get rich. And for those ones that are already rich, let's get richer and change a lot of people's lives. I like how he went to his cousin, who obviously writes uh, spam emails from Nigeria, <laughs> yeah. to do his PR coverage. <laughs> and, and that actually worked. Yeah, yeah. That was being played. Yeah. All, all that earnestness you turned into your Jonah radio submission does uh, not work. Yeah. 
Oh, boy. If you'd like your hard work mocked on the podcast. <laughs> you know what? To... That that letter was nobody's hard work. Nobody yeah. put any effort that's into that. The, yeah, Neil. That's like, uh, I, I saw you getting Listen. a little like bummed out that we're just making fun of this guy. Do you think this guy listens to it? No. Someone's like, yo, someone's playing some tunes on the internet. Internet? I'm all about it. <laughs> and then he sends it in. Cocky right. Streets be all about What if he just walked in right now? Cocky Streets is here with us today. <laughs> Don't do a black scent. Cash. Oh, did I? I'm sorry. Let's get racist. Um, you know what? Let's No. Let's get into some music news. Oh, you are not the best around. No. Let's get into some music news. All right. There we go. Now, this is hip hop. Uh, <laughs> All right. <laughs> okay, here. This week at the Kennedy Center in Washington, D.C., the three surviving members of Led Zeppelin were honored. I thought that was the... Okay, go ahead. Yes. <laughs> that was no, Bonham. That's, good. that's right. Yeah. <laughs> Jason Bonham. Um, I, was, uh, I was at a party once. I got stuck at a party in somewhere in, like, Hollywood Hills, and then I didn't know how to get home, and I was drunk and just trying to come down off of uh, drugs. And uh... you ran with the torch home? No, no, I didn't. That's <laughs> so great. When the guy whose name the show is based off of is telling a story about when he saw Zoe Bonham, John Bonham's daughter, put on her, his her dad's records and start crying, maybe don't fucking try and fuck up the story, Neil. I do tell. No, I tried. That, that, I tried to tell. Is that re- for real? That's a real story that Neil All fucked right, well, up. Well, tell me when, when we're off air. Then. Yeah, I'll tell you the rest of it. All right. <laughs> Why yeah. share Hold on, that? I'm gonna Why do some more. That? I'm gonna do some more setups, and then Neil will just fuck him up with samples. Okay. <laughs> God, I spent twenty dollars on that app, <laughs> and you're just making it worse. <laughs> you fucking son of a bitch. Uh, this week at the Kennedy Center in Washington, D.C., the three surviving members of Led Zeppelin were honored for their contributions to popular music. Next week, they'll head to Seattle, where they'll be honored for their contributions contributions to raping groupies with fish. Yay! <laughs> hey, see? There it is. <laughs> in her acceptance speech for Billboard's Woman of the Year Award, pop singer Katy Perry announced she is not a feminist. The announcement startled the feminist community, most of whom assumed Perry's tits that shoot fireworks were an homage to Gloria Steinem. Gloria Steinem. Steinem. Steinem? Steinem. Steinem. Mm. Steinheim was a steamroller. <laughs> <laughs> and so, is you. so are you. Um, Dan Aykroyd and Jim Belushi will resurrect the Blues Brothers this week to celebrate the 20th anniversary of the House of Blues. Uh, Cash, can you take that away from him? Can you just take <laughs> yeah, it away yeah, from him? Yeah, okay. Sober right. Neil Mahoney, no good. <laughs> Quick, Neil, drink a beer. <laughs> Are you okay? I'm great. <laughs> uh, all right. Now, here's here's what we got. A video of rapper DMX singing Rudolph the Red Nose. I was fixing something. You weren't fixing anything. <laughs> In fact, you were doing the opposite of fixing your Wreck-It Ralph. You're not fixing Felix. Your Wreck-It Ralph. And is it hot in here? 
It's so fucking turn that thing off. I thought it was a fan. No. Turn that fan on. Turn the heater off. Turn the fan around. Shit. Did I do it right? I don't know if anyone's doing anything right. You got I think you just gotta unplug it. You fucking! I love this thing. Yes, we can tell. <laughs> I'm not touching it. I'm not touching it. Holy shit! So uh, fireworks, Katy Perry. I don't even know how to get out of this. We'll find a our couple. friends did did ten minutes of work to write these jokes. <laughs> I'm trying to give the rest. Have you of- ever met Katy Perry? <laughs> no, I've never met Katy Perry. Okay. Have you? No. <laughs> I'm helping you. I'm trying to help you here. No, no. <laughs> ah, come on. This was in a, this was going to lead into. Do something. you like her songs? No, I do not. Though it was, it did make me teary eyed when she sang with that girl with autism at oh, the uh, Night of Too Many Stars. Yeah, that was great. Yeah, that was really good. If you watch that firework video, it is the most ridiculous thing I've ever seen in my life. Yeah, tits out of you know fucking. No, no, not for tits reasons because it's like. Just weird fake fireworks everywhere, and it's just super bizarre. Really? I I hadn't watched it until like two weeks ago. <laughs> it was like a hit, like what last year or something. I don't know. About two, uh, two years ago, yeah. <laughs> you you keep up with pop you, music there? Hey, <laughs> you got any split? She doing any splits on your label? <laughs> I I actually like that song, and it's, I have a weird thing about that song, but I'm not gonna say because it it's long winded, but. <laughs> Let's okay, I don't have the soundboard anymore. It got taken <laughs> away from me. Well, I was I was hoping you would save me and go boing, boing, boing. So I was uh, running down the street with Katy Perry. And <laughs> oh, she was naked. Um, I was fully clothed. <laughs> but tired. You fuck with clothes on. Yeah. Yeah. Why not? Why not? Yeah. Why not? Why should I have to worry about it? Yeah, nakedness. Um, what the fuck is that all about? A video of rapper DMX singing Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer went viral this week, receiving more than half a million hits in its first day online. Let's just hope that the clip's popularity doesn't reignite his feud with MC Burl Ives. <laughs> you know, last week when you were just like, you were doing rim shots. I got it taken uh, away from me. You want to know why? Because I wouldn't have gone through that. So take it away from him. At least you're fucking smart about it. Okay. But the, it's I can, a, always I a winner. I can, always a winner. Does it even work when you mash your fist against it, Cash? <laughs> we, we, we take a look at the drill. <laughs> but this is that uh, This is that DMX. I know the lyrics. He could sing anything, and I'd love it. And he provides his own beat. Yeah. Or he is a kid. I believe he has a. Well, oh, no, they don't let kids in the FBI show. You go down in history forever. You go down in history. 
Forever. history. What? Uh, I think every Christmas song should now end with what? <laughs> I, had a, I had a friend who was thoroughly convinced that you could make any movie trailer a hundred times better if you recut it to X going to give it to you. And he did it with like four different trailers. He did it with The Godfather. He did it with Goodfellas. He did it with Bruce Almighty. And he did, uh, I can't remember the other ones he did, but they're, they're fantastic. That sounds great. Yeah. Um, uh, we're going to cut, we're going to break for a song to get our wits about ourselves. We're going to play, um, uh, a song from Todd's current, ba- one of his current bands, one of the four current bands here, Toys That Kill, which was a band, uh, that I saw live in a house more than any other venue in my life. Um, down in San Pedro, and the music video for this, I am in it for a split second with uh, somebody on my back. The monkey? No, oh. it's uh some girl, some girl that Tony was dating. She was just on my back. Brittany, Sandra. Sandra oh yeah yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, she was on my Wait. back. Sandra Huxbolt? No. <laughs> <laughs> But uh, listen to the song. Uh, it's uh, one of my favorite Toys I Kill songs. It's the song's called A Little Bit Stranger off the Citizen Abortion. That was a little bit stranger by Toys That Kill. Great song, great song, great album. Thank you very much. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. All back to what they won't hear. <laughs> um, so that album came out right when I moved to California to Los Angeles and ended up living in San Pedro, California, which is where you are. Yeah. And I came in no, I because uh. The, I went on tour with a band. My band, Quarterhead, went on tour, and we played with the Civic Minded Five and the Blacks for probably like five dates. So I met a lot of uh, – oh, and also uh, Tony – no, Raul, who was uh, a drum with FYP for a bit, drammed. He drammed with FYP? Yeah. He drummered. Yeah. Uh, but he was uh, he was playing with the Civic Minded Five, and so I got to meet them. And then the, uh, the Jagoffs, which were a recessed records band in San, from San Pedro, came to Hawaii, uh, and then uh, the singer – uh, took my virginity, and then uh, <laughs> really, yeah. <laughs> um, took my virginity. And, tell, uh, tell us about it. Uh, How did it happen? She, 
uh, came over to my. I showed them around everybody, uh, and then uh, strip it and dip it. <laughs> fuck you, fuck you. Uh, back that, on top. That was perfect. Um, <laughs> and then, uh, like, uh, she called saying, "Like, hey, we're at this party in the North Shore, but uh, like, uh, it's boring." And I was like, "Well, you can come over here. I got work early, but no, no big deal." And then she just showed up. Yeah. And then uh, it was just awkward conversation, and I was like, "Well, I'm going to bed." And then, uh, and then she took that as she, I know what that means. Well, no, she's like, yeah. okay, okay, I'm not gonna guess anymore. Keep telling. <laughs> <laughs> she's like, okay, and then like Worst. I set up her bed on the couch, you know, and then I went and she's like, oh, the stereo's on. I was like, well, oh, okay, I'll turn the stereo. And then she came back in. She's like, oh, the air conditioning's on. It's too cold. I go, holy shit! <laughs> like, it's like I don't understand why you're here. These are all metaphors. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, it's not hot enough in here. <laughs> uh, and then, um, and then she, uh, she, she comes to, she's like, and I had like a futon, but I was sleeping on the couch because I hated the futon. I had a bar in the middle of it that upset me. And she's like, why don't you sleep on the futon? I was like, it's uncomfortable. She's like, it doesn't look uncomfortable. And then I started doing that. Like the dumb guy, like here, I'll show you. And I got on the bed. I'm like, see, it's not, <laughs> see if you just, um, and then, uh, and then it, I think literally as we started to do stuff, this was said. What are we doing? <laughs> <laughs> Wait, did you both say it in unison? Yeah, well, what are we doing? What is this? What's happening? <laughs> it's called sex. It's called sex. <laughs> Try it out. Yeah, and um, Adam was actually oh, in no, the room next there. door. Oh, okay. And the door was open, and so if he came out, if he uh, if he came out, he would have saw his little brother losing his virginity. <laughs> <laughs> um, what would you have said? You are a big man. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. Um, so anyway, uh, yeah. So then, like, and then I, I, I ended up just moving to uh, California, and then uh, a room opened up on Fourth Street in San Pedro, and I moved in with Dan Destructo, and uh, then I became a part of that community. Uh, but as uh, your friend Jack, who was also a tall, funny guy, did not want me around. <laughs> for you know that for a fact, Jack. <laughs> I'm not making it up, Guff. <laughs> That's cool, Jules. <laughs> uh, but it was it was interesting, like moving there, and you know, I had uh, I, I known Recess Records and FYP, and, uh, like me, me and my friends were in a band in Hawaii that desperately wanted to be on Recess Records, uh, and and we uh, like you know, just so I, I so I was there, and I was meeting everybody all at once, and it was a lot of fun. But everyone kind of like looked at me as the kid that moved there to try and get more action from this girl. Oh. <laughs> and uh, and I was just like, oh. I was like, no, I just like, I don't have any friends. <laughs> I don't have any friends in L.A. I don't, I don't now the go. Jack thing's starting to make more sense. <laughs> oh, that's right. Oh. Oh. Yeah. yeah. Well, and there's the, yeah. <laughs> and the town's not big enough for two comedians either. No, no. And he was already, I think he was taking uh, improv classes at Iowa West. And so we had like stuff to talk about because I was really interested in doing comedy, and it was before I had even had even started. And you played video games too, Double Threat. That's true. That's true. Mm-hmm. But Double I was threat, like, I was just playing. I was playing Super Nintendo. Everyone else had nicer video game oh, yeah, consoles. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's, that's, yeah. yeah. Uh, but like you know, Tony down there from the Jagoffs he, uh, and Killer Dreamer, he uh, he kind of embraced me and it was very nice. And Sean Cole, who's been playing with music for you for a long time, was also one of the first guys to kind of really be nice to me and hang out. He's How? a nice guy. Yeah, yeah. it's a gr- it was an amazing community. It was crazy to me. I was like, because like I was uh, nineteen, and I, you know, nineteen twenty when I was living down there, and it was like it was my whole world. But 
thing is, it's like there's a big group of uh, the people down there that in San Pedro, it's Los Angeles, but it's just this own little pocket. And mm-hmm. you could easily just, you know, you could just be hanging out and also you're like, oh, my God, it's been three years. Like it's like yeah. you can easily because it's so yeah. nice and easy and cheap and fun and everyone's great down there. It has like kind of a Midwest vibe to it where everyone's like everyone's like really good at telling stories and talking and hanging out and drinking. <laughs> <laughs> like, really good at it. But yeah, people don't leave too much either, and that's yeah. probably a big reason why. But yeah, and wow. actually the reason like I even started getting up to uh, L.A. was because of like doing comedy, but also uh, you know South Bay guys like the Rolling Blackouts and Dios Malos. Like those guys started hanging out. Up in Hollywood and stuff like that, and that's how I ended up like moving up here and having them stay with me all the time. It's like the Jeffersons, <laughs> yes, Weezy and George did the same yeah. thing. I remember like the only times I would ever go to Hollywood before that was with like when Dan Destructo found like he's like, "There's a pool in Silver Lake that's empty," <laughs> <laughs> and he, like I would just be uh, sitting on the couch watching Hawaii Five Over reruns. Uh, uh, he would just be like, "Do you want to come?" I'd be like, yeah, yeah. Sec- "Watching Hawaii Five O yeah. reruns." It's weird watching Hawaii Five O because you're like, "I recognize that," but only like 20 years after that was shot. <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> um, but yeah, so it's it's crazy because that, in a sense, that whole scene revolved around Recess Records. Um, I, I, you know, I mean, you had the store for a time yeah and, and yeah. the record store i mean yeah, and, the, and the label so it's like you know there's all these people and it's like you know all these people orbiting around you know this pretty much you and like what you started i guess <laughs> <laughs> well how did, how did you make the switch because you were you were a skater and then you were in bands and then you started your own label yeah, I actually started the label when I was still skating professionally. So it was kind of – I started it because I was making money and I was still living with my parents. And mm-hmm. I was like, what do I do with this money besides buy bullshit? And <laughs> I was like, I want to put a 7-inch out. I want a piece of vinyl. And I thought I was going to have boxes to make furniture with like when I was a, <laughs> a, you know, a six years old. and. <laughs> And it kind of snowballed into a label. Um, I was still kind of doing both at, you know, it kind of overlapped at one point. But I, the thing that was a big turning point for me was my parents got their house taken away, which also had my ramp you know, by the bank. Mm-hmm. Um, the bank just wanted my ramp. you know. They, <laughs> but I didn't have anywhere to skate after that. And, and you were a vert guy yeah, more so than so street. I couldn't just go street skate. It wasn't my thing. And this and, was around the time – that there was the big change, right? Where street skating became a bit more popular. Yeah, than, yeah, yeah. I was becoming a dinosaur in the skate world for yeah. sure. I mean, a lot but, of those guys had trouble. I mean, most famously, like Gator. Yeah. Well, that's, <laughs> yeah. that's another sort of I, trouble. Well, no, yeah, no. I but like, you're talking about like, yeah, this guy got caught smoking pot. No, no. Well, manager. like, you know, Mark Gator Rogowski, who was a, an amazing vert ramp skater, uh, who like couldn't handle the drop off. Of, yeah. popu- of like fame and popularity. I mean, at least well, that's what it seemed like. Well, he was a superstar of skating. So, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I would easily go, what a fucking pussy. Why did he <laughs> yeah. have to do that? You know, like, why don't you just be in a shitty punk band like I did? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and Dwayne, but, Pe- I mean, Dwayne Peters did the same thing. You know? It's yeah. Like, I mean, well, it's, it's one of those things where I kind of, I was kind of uncomfortable with any sort of skate fame. I, I, I just thought it was weird that, that people asked for autographs and stuff like that. And so I was never like, you know, I was never cemented into it to where I was like, if I if I can't live without this, I'm gonna go rape and murder a girl. 
Yeah, yeah. Now, I mean, pretty much in a surfboard bag. You know. Like yeah. So I mean, for <laughs> anyone who doesn't know, um, you could watch the movie Stoked: The Rise and Fall of Gator, which is about uh, Mark Gator Rogowski, who is you know a huge skater. And he's like it was him, Tony Hawk, and uh, Christian Hasoy. Like these guys are just monoliths in the skating world. Yeah. And were... and he was a an amazing vert ramp skater, but couldn't make the transition to street skating like a lot of guys. Uh, and then. He went crazy and kind of like started getting really into Christianity and then raped and murdered his girlfriend's friend. Yeah. And then put her in a surfboard bag and then buried her in the desert and then confessed three days later. Yep. Yeah. Now, there is a rumor that I've heard that you called him and left a message on his answering machine between that time. Yeah. This is true. This is true. And what did you? What was the I'm message? Judging by body position, this is one hundred percent true. What is the? Well, what is the message? Hey, where's my surfing bag? <laughs> Dude, come on, bro. No, I we we went. We used to go. Me and Jeremy Klein used to go down to San Diego a lot. That was that was another pro skater back in the day. Um, Jason we, Lee also a part of the same scene. You were yeah, yeah. team. But Team, yeah. but me and Jeremy were really close. We used to just every weekend we'd go down to San Diego and skate, and we ended up at Tony Hawk's ramp, and Gator's there. He was supposed to ride for Liberty, which is the company that I rode for, who which Mike Smith owned and operated. And he was always trying to get a new skater, and because me and him were the only ones, he didn't really he wasn't really on the you know the forefront of it anymore. Yeah. He kind of wanted just to like get skaters, and one of them was Gator, and. So I just asked him, like, hey, so what's up with Liberty? You're not going to ride for us? And who are you riding for now? And he's like, Jesus. Oh, and oh. I was like, is that some new skate company? And <laughs> I, but I, They later reformed and became was, the firm. I was kind of serious. I was like, yeah. you know, everybody's coming out with the skate company. Yeah, that was nowadays. at the era of, like, every three weeks there's, like, nine more full-page ads in the back of Trans World. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Is that a, a wheel or a team? <laughs> yeah. There was even, like, was, uh, what was the – there was a company that were just the bearings. Shorties? Was it Shorties? Shorties was just bearings, but they were part of what? Yeah, they were part Shorties of was like, the name CCA. of the bearings. I remember yeah. just seeing a thing that was just the bearings for a wheel. Yeah. yeah. And they were just like advertising it with guys. <laughs> and, you know, fucking. Because you needed those tiny bearings for those tiny wheels. The tiniest <laughs> wheels. Remember yeah. how small the wheels got? They were yeah. really small. Rubber bands around bearings. Yeah, they yeah. turned into bearings themselves. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, but um, he was there and, you know, he, I said that and he got all offended and. Kind of chewed me out a little bit. Just said for like getting on his case about being a Christian. Well, no, I just said all I said was, "Is that some new skate company?" And he just thought I was like a hundred percent, you know, pulling his ass or whatever you call it. And uh, to be fair to you, Jesus would be like that's totally within that line of skateboard company I was, names. I was kind of making fun of him too. Yeah, <laughs> it's a good joke. Time. You know, yeah. yeah, I know, I yeah. know, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> see, <laughs> while we're talking about. A murderer. <laughs> no, you were talking about a good joke. <laughs> Delivered no, to a I murderer. Meant, I meant we're making all these jokes like when we're talking about a horrible crime. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, so that happened. In- so we, I just ignored it, and we went back to our friend Haji's house, who he... You know, we'd go back there and just eat candy and crank call people. Like that's just par for the course. We did that every time. Every every night we wouldn't go out drinking. We would go and eat candy and crank call people. And <laughs> when you still could crank call people, so we're like, yeah. "Who's the first on our list?" Of course, it's Gator. So <laughs> we call him, and his outgoing message said something really cryptic, like "Like God bless. I won't be seeing y'all anymore, but praise the Lord." 
Goodbye. Uh, and was like, what the fuck? Whatever. Let's just proceed. And yeah. beep. And we're like, hey, Gator, we know what you did. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh. Something like that. Where, oh, 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 oh. No, this was before we knew shit. So, but this did happen. You did find out. I, As I recall, this was like probably a Saturday night. Monday, Monday afternoon, I go and pick up my girlfriend from high school. I was I was young back then. Nothing crazy. No, don't say it is. Yeah. Um, um, and as I'm picking her up, her friend comes up and says, "Did you hear about that skater?" <laughs> and you and hit the gas and took off. <laughs> and I I find out. I go and check out the news, and I completely freaked out. I was I was like actually scared. Like I thought. We had something to do with it, like or even maybe, like you like prompted him to do it, or maybe no, you would get in trouble thinking you know, that they like, might think you're a part of it. Something there was there was this total chaos. I was like calling Jeremy up, going, "What the fuck, dude?" Like it was basically he did. I don't even think he ever got that message. I mean, yeah. Yeah. as far as I know, like he had he, his hands full. <laughs> he went somewhere that day, and supposedly he was going to commit suicide, and his friend talked him out of it, and he turned himself, himself in. in. So. That was crazy. And then the hard copy thing comes on. You know, remember that show Hard Copy? Hard Copy yeah, and A Current Affair. That's where I learned about it because I watched no way. Hard Copy and uh, what was the one that Bill O'Reilly hosted? Current, Current Affair. Affair. Yeah. Well, no, that was the other guy. There's three. Uh. Current Affair was on Fox. The two, other two were syndicated. Anyway, they all had the same. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. I'm pretty sure it was Hard Copy. It might have been one of the other ones, but it was basically... A story of a successful man on the skateboard. He had the women, <laughs> the fame, the money. And then one day, and then it shows a picture of uh, a video clip that Spike Jones filmed to me uh-huh. of me bailing off my ramp with the same color helmet that, that Gator used to wear, which was a fluorescent green. Like, it was showing clips of him skating, clips of him talking, clips of him, like, making out with chicks, you know, like, getting the golden goose and everything. And then... It shows me bailing <laughs> as the, the intro for the as this horrible thing skater did. bailed on this trick. <laughs> gator bailed on life. Another skater, that, and, that, and that was your indication to get out of the skateboard industry and into the music industry. <laughs> no, that was, that's actually I, that's when I like much less tragedy. Like I gotta get get mine. Well, yeah, well it's crazy. The <laughs> no, same that was like the the downfall, I think. And well, then wow. the, or, or, around the same time is when um, I think it's like within a few years span is when uh, Christian Hosoi, uh uh, I think the documentary on him is Jesus' son or Hawaii's son, no, it's not Rising, yeah, son. Yeah, Rising Son, and it's all about Christian Osoy who uh, ended up like trying to smuggle crack and like to crank. or from Hawaii. Crank. Was it meth? Crank meth. It was meth. Well, yeah, Hawaii. Ice, bra, bra, batu, eh? Uh, his dad, who was also an inmate in Hawaii, um, <laughs> but yeah, so oh, he went what? to prison as well. And yeah. it was it's a similar story, like a guy that c- just couldn't. Couldn't go the other way. Couldn't like, and I've seen you. I've seen you um, do street saying like, you know, you did, you know, like you, you could deal with the uh, the board slides and the grinds. I mean, I could. I did it a lot just because you know my my best friend at the time he was a street skater, so we would. I would have to like split the compromise. time between the. Yeah, he didn't skate vert, so it was just one of those things where he'd come over and hang out and watch, and then we'd go street skating just to just to hang out. But I hated it. I I had no fun street skating. Really, ever. like. Well, I mean, it's funner than than working at McDonald's or something, yeah, yeah, you know, sure. but the, I just never I just kind of just did it just to just to have fun, hang out, yeah. hang out, yeah. you know. Nothing I just never enjoyed it as much, you know. So It's very um, it's very different in the sense that you do like 
one or two tricks instead of on a vert ramp, you're doing lines of tricks and doing like setting up for stuff and you kind of can go as long as you can yeah. stay on. Yeah. Yeah. Whereas I just love transition. Like, okay. Too. Here's a, here's a staircase. I'm going to start at the top. I'm going to end up at the bottom and then I'll come back up. To yeah. The top. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah well, that was, or if you don't get chased out. That was crazy. When I started really just, uh, cause I, you know, was skating and then I, I broke my Christian Hasoy fish deck. And then, because uh, I was just gaining so much weight, uh, <laughs> um, and uh, <laughs> um, and I, you know, I didn't skip for. And then that's really around the time I got into playing drums. I got into like you know, really like watching every comedy movie ever made, kind of thing. Yeah. Uh, Mr. Science Theater is all you know. I just my attention went elsewhere into music and stuff like that. And then when I like uh, started hanging out with skaters again, you know, it was the uh, you know the skinny wheel. Yeah, uh, hip hop kids, pretty much. Right, and they were all gorgeous. Because if you're skating every day in Hawaii, <laughs> you're fucking ripped. Because all you're doing is just like it's like you know Bikram yoga. You know, yeah. you're just like, sweating and looking and good. Tan. And, yeah, yeah. And um, Chachi, everybody looks like. Yeah, Chachi. exactly. They all look like Chachi. Uh, Chachi, the uh, bass player for uh, Toys That Kill, um, or the dude from Happy Days. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but both fine looking. They were like, all yeah, they, they, all, they all looked they all looked great, and I was hanging out with them a lot. And then I remember like because you know it was all like, you know I think like you know little like camcorders were just like cheap, yeah. And yeah. so they was always just hanging high out with them. Tapes. They would go yeah the little high eight tapes, and they would just go to a, one staircase, and just it would just be them trying to jump it or grind yeah, down I the always rail. Hated and, stairs like that was. That was my thing. I was always thought mm. I was gonna roll my ankle because yeah yeah. I mean I, I, I rolled think I'm my face a lot. Yeah, that or you know rack your nuts on the on the bar or whatever that yeah. shit is. Yeah, and Ugh. you know it's like that was that was never fun because we would just go to the session and everybody would try a hundred thousand things and no one would pull anything off. And it was just, <laughs> yeah, it was, yeah. It was, the 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 bail to land ratio is usually like one to. 40. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean I that's can... what they had. The, they had so much footage of that. That's when they were like, "Well, we'll just put it on at the end." Yeah, yeah those I mean, are still. Crazy. I can't watch fucking bail tapes. Like they. Yeah. Well, then bail tapes me. became everything. Like yeah. they, the CKY guys, you yeah. know, like Bam and all those guys, just like the 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 horrible things. And then they just like kind of like picked up from there. It's like, well, people love seeing people get hurt. Yeah. And so on and so forth. And that's weird. I don't. I hate it. Like, I. <laughs> Well, you know it too well. Skate. You know it too well. <laughs> yeah, it's just. I mean, and so yeah. you, you, but you had a. You knew Spike Jones um, because he was around filming skaters. Because he had started Girl then, or was that way before? No, he was actually. He started so, taking photos for um, Big Brother. No, what's that magazine? It was a BMX magazine. Uh, I, don't I think know. it's called Rat. No, not Rad. That was, that was a movie. That was the movie. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, with editor in chief, editor in chief, Crew Jones called Rad in Germany. I think it's, it was a. Oh. Uh, Homeboy Club. Oh, Club yeah, 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 yeah. That sounds that familiar. It? Well, he started with that and Power Edge, and Power Edge was kind of like a big magazine back then. Like, yeah. it was it was kind of like the lower of the three, the big three, you mm-hmm. know? Yeah. And I'm pretty sure, yeah, he, he took photos for Power but he basically just took photos and, and shot a lot of video. He helped me make the skate video that I made, and, like, you know, that that was, like, I got him started with directing and everything. <laughs> <laughs> so all you hipsters if you really liked where the wild things are well liberty horror look it up uh, yes i remember liberty horror yeah horror not horror yeah sorry they uh, liberty horror you liberty <laughs> hey we're liberty horrors i just saw a trailer for the new girl chocolate film those are always today. like the most insane it's like every time they put out a new video you're like wow they really put a lot of money in this it's escape video fucking <laughs> beautiful yeah 
Yeah, what was actually, the one? What was the one? Was it? Yeah, right. The one yeah, where they right, just uh, yeah. they comped out the skateboard. Yeah. Did you I see that one? That last yeah. one? I haven't yeah. seen skate videos in a long time. They like what's those the all the girl ones are the ones to check out because it's like you know Spike Jones like you know putting like a yeah. filmmaker's quality on it. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah and so yeah. it's a lot of stunt kind of neat filmmaking things and really good the skating. creative yeah. stuff. Yeah, yeah. 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 But on top of really good because like they got some really good skaters. Yeah. And he didn't direct this new one. He got another guy to direct it, but the other guy was like. Okay, I got a step. Yeah. This. So, like, everything's like slow tracking shots and just yeah. slow motion, like, beautiful. He did one called Yeah, Right, where it, uh, they just, they had a, a chroma key green, um, they skateboard. had skateboards and they had chroma key kickers, too. So it was like these guys were just like zooming along. Then all no. of a sudden, the, then the all, ramp was comped out, too. Yeah. yeah. So then all of a sudden, they're just like, pew! So you just yeah. see guys Ooh. floating. And then they're like, uh, and the, the, the behind-the-scenes video is just as interesting because you just, they're like going through the like forest, and then like they also like comped out, like they put like boards underneath leaves. So it just looks like this guy's just like hovering around. It's oh, just insane. Wow. So when you were, you, you were skating, you, were, you started playing FYP, which was like pretty like hard-edged at the time. It was pretty like hardcore, thrashy, pop-punk kind of stuff. Um. Yeah. You know, that's, that's a great way to that's a as a compliment. Yes. <laughs> I, I I it was it was great. But it's really god awful if you listen to it now like <laughs> or even back then I think. Like But I there was there it. was a kid named Mark McCoy in uh in Chicago that really liked your music and your skating and got very upset when you quit skateboarding. And then he went on to make a song about it in his band Charles Bronson. He you know he always denied that. I I Are you him, kidding? I asked him about it and cuz Hold I mean, on. Okay. He's denied. He didn't hold. Before you say how he, he denied, denied it. it, I might have an email. Well, I, I still don't have. Okay. Here's um, here's yeah, the insert. I'm on the insert. Yeah. So. Here's the insert uh, from their part of this compilation called Possessed Escape. You have that right there? Yeah. I just because okay. I was listening to it the other day, and it's a picture of Todd in a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles uh, shirt uh, skating. You didn't have to. Say I'll that agree. Part. What? You didn't have to talk about that part. A, no, that was cool. That's what people. Like. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Say it again. Um, <laughs> Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle shirt. Uh, you got an SSD control uh, sticker on the old helmet there, and the old uh, the old helmet there. Um, and there's a song on it called "I'm So Smart Now," which sounds like it could easily be the title to an early uh, uh, FYP song. Are you going to play the song? I'm going to play the song. The I, got, I can do both. All right. Here's the lyrics. I wish I thought a lot less like I used to, like back when I converted my bedroom walls into a shrine for you. Now, he's saying <laughs> wow. he's denying this. Before we get to that, there's a picture of Todd in the insert. Walls, posters, shrine, denied. Keep going. Um, everything <laughs> because everything would be okay, and then I never see what you saw as a phase because I never wanted to rekindle my high school angst days. I've got a stack of yearbooks to prove I just wanted to get that shit out of the way. It took five years, five FYP, five year plan, and he's denying it. I'm sorry. Maybe we can pull up that email. <laughs> hey, put, you got to state your case before you do your closing <laughs> argument. <laughs> um, and then he pretty much just says that it all boils down to that this guy, Mark McCoy. Can't handle the fact that you stopped skating and then you like you got you got into pop punk. Oh, is that what it was? Pop punk. Well, it's um, it took five years to see what you what you're made of, but now I know I fucking passed you up, and it's something I never would have got out of staring at the walls. So now I can return to the fucking mall and surrender to my friends and say you were right with my head hanging high, not low, because I'm the one who still fucking skates and role models only come and go. 
Wow. And, I, you know, this is hurting my feelings because I don't think I ever read the lyrics. I just, <laughs> uh, somebody said that. that he, yeah. yeah. And here's the thing. He I like Charles Bronson me. a lot. I think Charles Bronson was a great, like, it's like, you know, it was the, the fastest uh, and most coherent way people could have taken hardcore. Uh, and it was and they. they yeah, had I like them too. Yeah, they were great. <laughs> they, they're fucking the prank phone calls they would do to Victory Records, that shitty hardcore label in uh in Chicago, hilarious. And then I remember like when I got this comp, and I remember being like, "What's this?" Because it felt that's what it felt like to me. Like, what's this fucking deal? Here's a song. Uh, we got the song right here. I'm so smart now by Charles Bronson. <laughs> All right, so that's the song. That's the Wait, song. You didn't say at least I still fucking skate in that. <laughs> <laughs> that's so fucking stuff. You know, I listened. I, I I had that record and I listened to it. And I when I first got it, I was like, oh, cool, like awesome. Yeah, this guy writes me all the time. This is a good tribute or or, or <laughs> a compliment or something. And I'm you flattered. can't you can't deny that it must be about you. This is that gotcha journalism generator is known for? Yeah. <laughs> and I don't need to make copy. it feel weird. You should feel copy? weird because somebody weird. in the band, like, I, like trust me, I didn't even think anything of it when I first got that. And really? then somebody in the band or somebody very close to the band said, "Are you mad at Mark?" I'm like, "Why?" And because that song. And I was like, "Oh." So I just emailed him because he was he was like writing stuff. I'm like, "Hey, did you, was that about me? What did I do to you?" And he's like, "Dude, no." Yeah. What are you talking about? Hmm. I dig it. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. We want more of it. <laughs> want more of it. More of your skating and your old records. Oh God, you're right. I, well, you know, I, what year was what year did that come out? Uh, I think this came out in '98. The Possessed Escape compilation oh, yeah, yeah. is what we're okay. talking about. It's a great compilation. It's got Charles Bronson, Spaz from San Francisco, Asshole Parade, Pretentious Asshole, Assholes, uh, Despise You, Plaktka. I remember they were really good too. But yeah, it was uh, and it was all all the songs had to be about skateboarding, and also um, it just yeah they even uh, cover a Steve Caballero song. Oh really? <laughs> that he made a for like a song? video. Uh, Depths that they get to. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and then, yeah uh, no, but like and then Spaz, but also Spaz, they had their issues with Charles Bronson, and that was right about uh, you know maybe a year or two after I got crucified by a lot of the hardcore kids. Oh really? Right when we did our album, the FYP album, Toilet Kids Bread, it was it was pretty heavy. Like I never thought I would ever get letters like the ones we got back then. Really? Yeah, I mean, basically death threats. And and it really? was and it was back then we didn't have email. I mean, the world probably had it. I'm not talking about we as the world. I'm yeah, talking yeah. about me and the how the government didn't, probably didn't use, had it. Yeah, yeah. We didn't use email. We just still, it was all snail mail and people yeah. bought records through the mail. Yeah. And, and it's the thing, and you're, getting, and you're getting hate mail. The first week that record came out, I got eight letters of, well, there was two that were basically saying that, that if they ever see me on the street or somewhere, they're going to kill me. Holy shit. That's some quick turnaround for snail mail. 
Yeah, really first quick. week. And here's the thing: it's like well, you know how we like no when we talk about Sunday. like bad comments on the internet, where it's like, well, you know, they just hate it and they put a thing. This is effort. No, <laughs> long, long drawn out. One of them we we actually posted. It almost looked like this wall because we like <laughs> somebody wrote this book about how much I fucked up their lives because oh, of this record. Wow, Jesus. And if you listen to it now, it's all so silly. It's like, I, you know, I had this thought a couple of months ago. I was like, where are all those people now? They probably just think they're the biggest <laughs> dumbasses. Somebody no, they wrote, framed it too. one of them wrote on the, on our, on our web store, you can write comments about a record or write reviews about the record. You know, like, I guess like iTunes does, but yeah. um, just, I guess at the end of October, one of the guys that wrote the, probably the more nasty one wrote this, even a bigger spiel on, as a review for this record, just basically saying how much, I mean, I, you might have to pull it up because I, I, I can't even believe it's, it's 18, 17 years later. And this guy He's is still, still pissed off. Wow. Like, like, Current review is one. Wow. Um, wait, we were saving this for our podcast, but, Oh really? Yeah. Fuck it. Oh shit. This is insane. <laughs> yeah, I mean, don't. It's gonna take a lot of time to read that. But. All right. Well, one star. I saw FYP play more than thirty times in California in the early '90s. They were truly exceptional at what they did, and no bands that existed at that time could touch them. That sounds good. This it, album was the end. Oh. This album was their yeah, go exit. To the end, go to the end of the whole thing after he compliments the early hardcore days of FYP. Um. I even wrote Todd a letter at the time expressing my disappointment in the band. He responded with a letter written on the black, the back of a flyer for the album, among other things, calling me a Jocko homo. Nice Devo ref. Well, uh, keep reading. And please. saying something about guys like me who go to shows looking for fights shouldn't come. He threatened me. He threatened my life. Oh. Right? So. Out of... Uh, <laughs> Out of well over 100 punk shows in my youth, I've been in two fights. Both were started by trying to break up a fight that was going on. I guess he didn't get what I was saying at the time. I never played sports either. In any case, at least he called me a homo. Oh, my God. He didn't get the reference. Wow. Which I remember respecting at the time. Put <laughs> up. Uh, yeah. Although this album exists as a matter of public record defining who the actual homo is. Oh, oh. and then he goes back and he he like kind of calls you out. <laughs> Wait, that's the, that's the most. That's like Wrong he flipped answer. it like three times there. <laughs> Call me a homo. Well, this clearly is gay. Shit. Like, no, <laughs> like that's that's the part that he liked of it. Like he he this the, whatever I wrote him back. It probably wasn't that long, but it was basically. I said Jocko Homo because it was an evolution thing. It was I was comment, yeah, commenting yeah. on evolution. And yes, that a, and that maybe translates to bands sometimes. Oh my god! Sometimes people don't want to play the same music for the, their whole lives. I don't oh. know. Like yes, exactly. But that's the only reason why he respected me because I said "fuck you, Homo." Oh, <laughs> that's the way he read it. It's oh. like it's like people going to Fugazi going, maybe this is the show he's going to play some Minor Threat. Maybe this is the one. Maybe then there's, there's that guy still going to Evans shows. Are you going to go see the Evans? Yeah, yeah, I bought a ticket. I think this is going to be the time where they play some Minor Threat. I wouldn't Him say and his wife on the fucking... That's way too intelligent for this. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, you know what? Let's listen to uh, Heathen Like Me from that said album, Toilet Kids Bread. How's that? All right. All right. Let's do that. Heathen Like Me off of Toilet Kids Bread by FYP.
So yeah, so a guy wanted to murder you because of that song. Sounds good to me. I think is now that I listen, I forgot about that breakdown part. So it's probably that part. The right part, yeah. yeah. And it's the first track. I wanted on to that murder album. myself right now for, for <laughs> trying to pull that off back then. Um. So there's another thing. There's a show, a kind of a historical show that happened a long time ago. What year? It's a historic show, not a historical and show. historical show. A historic. It was a historic show. Yeah. It was Hyster- it's hysterical. It was hysterical. It was a historically hysterical. <laughs> yes. If it was historic, it made history. If it's historical, it was about history. But who's who's historic? Her historic? Her her, her story. <laughs> Yay. Um Thank you, Kay. So <laughs> Um, That's right. I thought it was so there's a show. Point. This is a show that happened a long time ago. It was uh, Voodoo Glow Skulls, FYP, the uh, the band Hickey, and then the band Schlong, I believe, was the band the bands on this bill. Yeah. And uh, Schlong had uh, Dave Mello, drummer from Operation Ivy. It was his band at the time. Great band. Awesome. If you've ever uh, if you've ever wanted to hear uh, Fleetwood Mac's rumors done within the amount of time it takes to have on a seven inch, go check out there. <laughs> and also on top of that. Uh, they did an entire cover album of West Side Story called Punk Side Story. That one's I remember that one. Yeah, yeah, that was probably their biggest release, I think. And they did, and it was like seventeen minutes long. Yes, <laughs> still, yeah, they they truncated it. And then, um, and then Hickey, who were this amazing band from San Francisco, somewhere in the Bay Area, right? Yeah, they're from San Francisco. Yeah, and they're just amazing, like a band that, like one of those bands that shoulda. I like to say, you know, they like it seems like they, they more people should know who they are. I think I think it's pretty concentrated in, in California now. I you know people are re-releasing all their records. Like I know uh, one two three four go just did a you know a total discography double album, and I mean there's people all over the place that love them now that probably you know are, they're probably eighteen right now. Yeah, like, yeah, that's crazy. Definitely a band that that stands the test of time for sure. Yeah, yeah, and I remember just. It always seemed like I would talk about him, but it was always very specific to California, and you know, yeah, yeah. And plus, it was a band that had like troubles with drugs, and so like they kind of, you know, they got it, they got in the way of themselves, yeah, yeah. and uh, it, it's which is always a shame, yeah. yeah. Which especially is and, uh, for, especially for Maddie, like that, you know, yeah, and even like I talked about it on a previous show um, about you know Chad from the Blacks, who was like the Blacks were just this amazing band, and they would have just kept on putting out better and better records if he just. If something didn't happen, yeah, and break. Yeah. Something broke, yeah. and then it just you know went bad. But that aside, this show, uh, Hickey decided to steal. Well, how to go down? Well, we got asked by um, Voodoo Glow Skulls to do this tour where we. It was. It was really at the time. I mean, we still do this to this day, but they asked us to start in New Orleans and. I mean, we could have toured on the way out there, but we were just so dumb. I'm mm-hmm. probably still are because we do this still to this day. But <laughs> we just drove straight out there, and I mean, basically, we we did it because there was there was uh, two big shows that were going to happen at the Whiskey, and at the time we were we were doing okay, you know, in Hollywood. I don't know how, I don't know why, but yeah. Um, so we we just really wanted to do those shows. We we're like, yeah, we just go out there do these, and you know. Blah blah blah, and Hickey needed a show, so they asked us if they could jump on the show in Arizona, and we got them on the show. And they, I mean, they—I don't even re- really remember what they said. It wasn't offensive at all. Like it, they were talking shit about 
people that like Epitaph Records. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Like at the time, it's warranted. I mean, it's like there's there's it's popular, so there's a lot of it brings a lot of dummies. Yeah, that's you know? just it's what like, happens in punk, and that's you know it's it's silly, but that's what happens. It's like you know I remember. When in yeah during that around that time in the nineties it's like if you were on Fat or Epitaph you were a sellout it was like yeah. those are still they might be distributed largely and be popular but they're not necessarily selling out yeah I mean every I, I I liked a lot of the bands that were on there I had no problems with them doing that and I didn't really think of it as a sellout move it was just kind of there's certain there's certain bands that bring a bunch of muscle heads and yes. wrestle boys and 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 Voodoo Girl Skulls <laughs> is definitely that band. They were they were commenting more about that. I mean, I might have like left to get a beer when they said something really offensive, but they got really offended by it and basically told the club that they wouldn't play unless these guys were escorted out. Oh wow! And on their way out, they picked up a trumpet. <laughs> um, <laughs> and, Not know, sure if you guys know this. Voodoo Girl Skulls really need their horns. I <laughs> really need them. They're well, not. They're I not mean, a ska band. They're a punk band. I, did, I really didn't even. I was so oblivious to what was going on. I like went up to. I guess he was the guy that got his horn stolen, and was just like, "What's up, man?" You know, just not knowing anything was going down. You yeah. know, and it already went down. And I didn't know anything, and and he's like, "Yeah, what's up? Want to fight?" Ugh. Wait, wait, yeah, sure. Like, around <laughs> and next thing you know, they kicked us off the tour, and it was like right before the LA shows, and just just for getting this band on the show, and it was just like, uh, and ever since then, we see that you see a couple of them here and there, and they throw beers at us. And geez, we, still? Well, no, not still, but well, but, but maybe now, I guess. Here's <laughs> here's the thing. Here's the uh, the great cap to that uh, whole experience is that Hickey. Then um, released a seven inch, split seven inch with the Voodoo Glow Skulls. Oh, but not really. Oh, <laughs> on side A is like two of the best Hickey songs ever. It's like two of the best, my favorite Hickey songs. And on the other side is all the death threat phone messages <laughs> that were left <laughs> by guys associated, never necessarily with the Voodoo Glow Skulls associated with the Voodoo Glow Skulls. Uh, and I'm going to play that Hickey song, and then it's gonna, uh, we're going to listen to some of, the, um, some of that, uh, those messages, which are fucking great. And the whole time, too, you can hear a trumpet in the background. <laughs> so.
Hold on. So. Oh, hey, Hickey. Um, you guys don't sound very punk rock on your fucking answering machine. But you know what? You guys are going to fucking die. <laughs> you know, I got your fucking phone number and you don't need to know who I am. But I'm somebody who's going to fucking come up and you're going to pay your fucking dues. And I'm not fucking around with you. You guys just fucked with the wrong band. My homies, the Voodoo Glow Skulls, and you took their horn. And Hold on. And now, Todd, during that song. No. You didn't say I couldn't say it. Rumor has it. Rumor has it that that is the singer of Voodoo Glow Skulls. I understand you give it back. And you guys are fucking. If you were so punk rock, you wouldn't have given it back. And you guys are a bunch of pieces of shit. And you're going to fucking die. I have a lot of connections. And you just better watch your fucking back. Because this time you fucked around with the wrong band. You know, an epitaph band. You know, the guys that have all the fucking ham. And they get the deli tray and everything. That band, you guys remember that band, right? Well, I'm sure you've gotten several calls, you know, threatening your life. But this one's not joking around. And you better this, watch this your ain't, fucking this, I shouldn't have got a lot of calls threatening your life. This ain't your granddaddy's phone threats, friend. <laughs> this is something more. Everywhere you guys go, there's going to be somebody fucking watching you. And you're going to pay your fucking dues. And if you think I'm kidding, then you're wrong. Because it's coming to you and you better watch out, you fucking stinky motherfuckers. And if you have any money right now, you better invest it in the fucking bar of soap. And wash your ass because, you know, your ass is going to have to be clean when I fucking stick my dick up your ass, you fucking cocksucker. Now that's a, that's a trip. Now I'm not saying that's like a, like that's a trip. That's like, that's a long way to get to like, yeah. you better, you got some money. Will you, it's like a Tommy boy. And so yeah. it's like, you, you, you better get, save money to invest in a soap company so you can buy the soap or you're going to get the samples so you can wash your ass. And so when it's clean, and then for me to stick my dick in it, <laughs> I like Bill Cosby. For me to stick my dick in it. Uh, so yeah, and this goes on for another six minutes. There's so many phone calls, and just them going wee wee in the background. So register all complaints to Todd Conjolier, care of Recess Records. <laughs> <laughs> okay, <laughs> I'm sorry. We could cut that out if you want. What? Uh, no, no cutting. All right, man. It's cool. Is, I thought this was live. This is going out <laughs> live. Live. Um, yeah, it just. That's the one thing that always, and I know it's easy to, it, to correlate them, uh, but like just jock attitudes in punk rock and hardcore. I know it's, yeah. I know it's an aggressive form of music, but I never got the, I never got the aggression in real life. Like outside of like, you see those guys. Like I went to see. Uh, Guar, and I know Guar is like a metal band, but they're they're a cartoon metal band. They're a puppet <laughs> show, and they're amazing. One of the best live shows I've ever seen. But you see guys in the pit. There's a pit, <laughs> which is impossible <laughs> to grip when there's fake blood all over the ground. <laughs> and you see these guys just it's like a funny pit. It's a funny pit. <laughs> Everyone's slipping, and <laughs> it is really. And there's like you know there's there's guys and they're just looking to punch people and I remember that growing up and going to going to shows it's like I never got that I never yeah. got the idea of going to a place to get into a fight because it's it's like it always seemed and that's why I always you know veered away from that style of like punk yeah I mean there's but there was I mean I the first few shows I ever went to it 
the the music, the actual form of music was way more aggressive than any of that stuff. And yeah. I'm not I'm not saying the more aggressive the better. I'm just saying that's that's the style of it. First show I ever went to was seven seconds and you know, people were going ape shit, but everybody was helping each other up. Yeah. There was not one fight. I didn't see one fight. Yeah. I didn't see anybody yeah. that wanted to fight. And this was like Fenders nineteen eighty five, like in that when when people went to Fenders to fight. If you, yeah. like they everyone told me don't like don't go there showing up looking like a suey. And I was like People used to call uh, me sui- sui- like when a suicidal I was a kid. I was, yeah, but I thought it was like pig. Don't show up fat. Like, <laughs> too, too late. I'm going. Which I don't most, care what which most suies are normally. Yeah, they said don't show up looking like a suey or a skin. And I was like, well, I just look like a punk skater, right? And I was like worried. That was like one of the only times where I really worried about what I was wearing because I thought I was gonna get my ass kicked for it. And it was, it was like. More positive than some churches out there, probably. You know, yeah, like, yeah. there was just some, there was something about it, and you know. Did you did you ever get to see, like, did you get to see the Minutemen when? No, I never did. I wish, I wish I did. When you were around, right? Like, when did uh, D Boone die? Eighty um, seven. I think I thought eighty six, but maybe 86? eight six. Maybe eighty seven. Um, yeah, like if there was ever one band to like person like. To personify Pedro. Yeah. Well, I yeah. never, I never saw, you know, like that was the thing that really like haunts me to this day because I would always see black flag flyers and I'm sure the Minutemen were on there. I wasn't into the Minutemen when I was a kid. That's no, like, that's it's, it's neither an, was I. And I remember like, you think you're supposed to, you're like, well, I'm supposed to like this. Like, yeah, band. They, they yeah. tore with black flag and yeah. they put them out. And it's like, you know, it's just like, it, I wasn't ready for it, you know? Yes, and exactly. Now, now I like kind of kick myself for, for not, you know, but I get yeah. to enjoy it a little bit better than everybody else. Does. Yeah, you yeah. Gotta, you got to come to it as you come to it too. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I feel that. Way. I remember, uh, you know, like Lemonheads, like where it's like I remember like Lemonheads came out as like a basic an alternative pop band, like you know, like to the masses. Hate, hate your fr- oh no, after hate your friends. Uh, shame about Ray. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. and That's- and I remember just being like, like. Like what? Like why do? And I saw him on like SST. Like you know when you're going through the thing, you're like, no, no, I'm not gonna. <laughs> yeah. And that's but... I think that's the another one of those downsides of punk is that it gives you this chip on your shoulder mm-hmm. that you're just gonna be like, no. Yeah. It doesn't I mean, sound like the way this should. But that was the whole good thing about you know the like especially SST. There, it was so eclectic. Like there was not nothing. Nothing really sounded alike. There wasn't like. You know, uh, it wasn't even like minor threat and void. It wasn't even that close. Yeah. It was like, yeah. you know, Dinosaur Jr. Here comes Dinosaur Jr. And, yeah. And, and I, you know, I, I dug it all. And that was like the whole thing is like I'd always see black flag flyers we pasted around my neighborhood. And I remember one day I was driving with my parents to go to McDonald's or some fast food joint on Calimayor and um, PCH and there was a black flag flyer and I could have sworn the Minutemen were on there too and I was like I'm gonna go to that show okay and we were at the stoplight and the, yeah. the flyers we pasted right there on the sign and my mom said no you're not <laughs> and it was like I think I was I was too hungry to argue but I just let it yeah. let it down and 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 then only if they knew like how like positive it positive an experience it well, would have been the thing. for you when I did go to my first show I finally just said fuck it I'm going and and 
that whole positive experience happened, I came back and I sat on my mom's bed and bragged to her about how it was, and she still didn't believe me. You know, I did the and, same thing. I came back from a show and they were so worried, and I said like, "This is it was amazing. It was it was beautiful." Like yeah, you yeah. know, I mean, to me, it was just an epiphany. It was like, and I wanted to share it with my mom. She was still she was just nervous, and she was like, "I just hope you don't." Make a habit of this, yeah. you know, like, and, and then you know uh, she realized twenty you years know, later. Yeah, <laughs> look at me now, mom. <laughs> well, like you know, like Neil was saying uh, recently, where his mom like confiscated like a Meyer Threat CD and then read the, read the lyric sheet. It was like, oh no, you can oh, have the here, please. <laughs> yeah. Tape, by the way. Tape. Yeah. Sorry, yeah, sorry. The tape. Um, yeah, there's there's some of those straight edge bands that I mean, post Minor Threat, like you know, in the late '80s, that like. If my kids were listening to him, I would be like, you're a little pussy. <laughs> you know, like, yeah, oh God, really? You're going to listen to that? Come on. Like, yeah. You know, but it's, but that's the whole thing. It's like, it, it, it was, it was nothing like you would think it was because all they saw were, were news stories. Yeah. That yeah. Was. Like they saw the Donahue episode. Yeah. Right? And so, the Geraldo. Yeah. yeah. They thought that was part of it. Everything. Well, you know, skins, they're into this shit too. It's like, there's just a bunch of fucking idiots out there. And if, Something gets popular, it's you can't do anything about it. Yeah, yeah. yeah, exactly. But like, you know, what they see is the Gigi Allen side. Yeah, of it. Which actually, you put out a book about. Um, see, mom, everything works out. <laughs> <laughs> um, you yeah. you released the book that a guy wrote. He was a uh, he he was a roadie on the uh, or a merch guy on the last Gigi Allen tour. Oh wow! Yeah, yeah, and he what actually was his merch like. <laughs> shit. Dirty. <laughs> or just little bags of shit. Yeah. Yeah, he actually went we did a recess tour, um, I think it was ninety eight, and that same guy went on tour with us after this was like he went on tour to promote the book. Oh wow. So oh. he came along and something happened in West Palm Beach where the bouncer came up to me while we were setting up and said, How long's your set? And I'm like, uh twenty minutes. He's like, Twenty minutes? And I was like, Ten? He's like, no, no, play for like an hour. <laughs> and I'm like, uh, I don't think we we just never do that. But he's like, dude, me and my my friend here. I'm like, I thought you worked here. You know, we were just yeah. <laughs> yeah. basically uh, the bouncer turned out to be a fan, and his friend was there, and they they were both there. Um, Ten minutes into the set, Evan, who wrote the book, comes up and he's like, it was Gigi's birthday that day, and he comes up and he's like, oh, I want to sing Happy Birthday to Gigi, and this is the book. You know, blah, blah, blah. And, and some kid in the crowd says, fuck you, faggot. <laughs> and then I grab the mic and say, no, fuck you. You know, like, let him talk, you know, and do do my thing. Next thing you know, the guy, the same bouncer that told me to play an hour comes up. He's like, one more song. I'm like, oh. what? I'm like, no, no, we got 10 more minutes, man. What did you, you were telling me to play an hour? What's going on? And so, like, more arguing happens. Next thing you know, he pushes me over this amp. And the craziest craziest brawl in the world starts happening like everybody's flippy was with us at the time oh wow i just i was wearing these big thick glasses at the time and i was on the ground and he just kept punching me and hitting me right in the glasses to where it didn't hurt it was just hitting the glasses and the glasses were falling off and by the time i grabbed him and found him on the ground put him back on he punched me again <laughs> it was like a cycle of this and it was it was kind of funny and i look up and flippy jumps on his back like a cat with a, with a pint glass and just smashes it over his head, and he, next thing you know, he has his blood all over his oh. face. This everyone just gets kicked out, and um, there's like a there's like a getaway car with Evan in it, and he's just like 
freaking the fuck out. And he's like, Gigi Tours were never like this, man. <laughs> freaking out. And I'm just like, dude, calm down. I was the one getting hit. Come on. Like, oh, oh, please calm down. Please. Like, What do you think happened? That was his friend. That was that was that. Call oh, so that's oh, and, yeah. And the guy's notorious for being the biggest knucklehead. Yet this fucking club owner hired this guy to be the security. And mm. what was there was something I remember when you guys got back from tour. It must have been in like 2003, where you guys I think it might have been Vegas or something like that, where you got into a fight and like a chunk of your hair was ripped out. Oh, that was St. Louis. Was it St. Louis? Yeah, yeah. What happened there? We were in our van. Um, just just hanging out before we there was like a party going on and we were not ready to go into the party yet. We were sleeping at this house and we were just hanging in the van, you know, like four of us. And we get out of the car. This car comes speeding around the corner, like this is Hicks total. I don't I don't know how, as hick as you could get in St. Louis, I guess. Which That's pretty pretty hick. hicky. Yeah. Well, the the hick the hickest. <laughs> Imagine that. They cross the river. So from, uh, yeah, they they we just open the door and they just see us come out and. It was just for them. It was just on. There was wasted. They, it was two guys and a girl. They're you know probably in their forties or something like that. And basically, I just I just looked at everybody. I'm like, get your sleep and shit. Let's go. Come on, these guys don't want to talk. Like, let's go. And everyone was taking their time. So I walk across the street and they're just looking at me like, keep walking. And I'm like, no, my friends are right there. And you you guys you want to do something to them? So next thing, a guy comes and just charges me and. I kind of dodged him a little bit, and then some. Next thing you know, I'm on the ground. He's ripping my hair out, and the ladies just above me, like yelling, just going, "Get him! Get him!" Oh, it was like Jesus. the most horrific thing you could Jesus ever imagine. Jesus Christ! Um, and so all that shit happens. We see them right after pull into their house. <laughs> <laughs> so we go back to the party. There's probably about you know 20 people there. And they're they're lubed up themselves, you know. So <laughs> we tell them what happened. We were just like in shock. We didn't want to, you know, do anything. We were just kind of like, oh shit, this this just happened. We described it. Next thing you know, everyone's just taking shits in bags, <laughs> getting all this these eggs, anything rotten. Like <laughs> I mean, this took like an hour of the preparation. <laughs> we go back to their house. Um, throw shit in their pool. They had a pool. I don't know how fucking. Redneck pieces yeah. of shit like that can afford a pool because they're in debt and they're yeah. will, they will be for the rest of their lives. They, I bet they don't even have that house anymore. Yeah, they just yeah. tiled the, the bank whole wanted bag. their pool. Oh, but before this, our friend Mike Waddell, who was on tour with us in a band called Rivethead, he was kind of spying on them while we were at the party, just in shock, telling everybody. We see them go back to the liquor store for more beer, come back and clip their neighbor's car window off. Oh, and so they park, and then we show up and just throw the shit. Slasher tires, you know, put shit on their handles, everything. And, um, I mean, just completely fuck up their whole scene. And the next, and then our friend puts a note saying, this, this is who did it. Next, next morning, the cops were there arresting those people for no. <laughs> their house, everything's fucked up. And like, I wanted to send them a postcard from the road, but. <laughs> or like a seven inch. Yeah. <laughs> that's insane. That yeah. is insane. Oh, I mean, that's the short story of it. It was yeah, because <laughs> I remember like Flippy was telling some stories. Flippy is a is a friend of ours um, who you know is a really good videographer, but now lives in Portland, Oregon, hunting Sasquatch. And I'm not saying hunting. Sorry, trying to find Sasquatch. 
He, uh, you know, the guy. Oh, he wants from, to kill him when he finds him. Yeah, I'm sure he wants to yeah, <laughs> do a lot of things to him. Um, uh, what's the? Is it Finding Bigfoot? Is the uh, the show? Yeah, in search of in search of no, it's Finding Bigfoot. I think it's Finding Bigfoot. Finding Bigfoot. He like knows those guys. That's the guy Glenn or whatever. I like, think, wasn't Flippy on like the pilot of? That? He was. Like, he was. He was also in the. Um, some... He was in the Bob Saget like documentary yeah, thing yeah, on yeah. him. And also, like, yeah, Flippy, like the guy, one of the not Bobo, but the other guy, the smart guy, like, was the <laughs> officiated uh, Flippy's wedding. I think. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. No, no, oh, you're the really smart deep. guy. Smart yeah. guy. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm sorry I didn't go to your wedding, Flippy. <laughs> I didn't know there were going to be celebrities there. <laughs> uh, uh, we're going to take a quick break with uh, listening to the Treasure Fleet. Uh, the song is Vice off the album Coca Motion. Sure does. Sure does have to be that. Um, uh, a listener of the show and a, and a buddy of mine, Chuck Beebe, who's a really talented uh, um, comic book artist, said his uh, that your dad was his uh, phys ed coach. <laughs> well, you know what? He was a phys ed coach. Or he was. He was <laughs> no, he's lying. I don't know who is this. 
His name is Chuck Beebe. He's uh, he's a really good uh, comic book artist. No, he's telling the truth. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Also, I'm I'm betting with his current employment as comic book artist and his dad's old job as phys ed coach, they did not get along. Yeah, they probably. Um, also, what is what is it uh, that I've heard this and I've never uh, I've never gotten the facts straight? Did you piss your pants during a uh, vert ramp contest because you were bored? <laughs> yes. Tell us about that, please. Hey, I was bored. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was actually the last day. Is that cue some sad music? Okay. Do we have any? Not really. No, that's all right. I'll do this. <laughs> no. It was okay. I, I I probably told you how much I hated high school and like the whole like I I felt like it was ruining my life. High school, yeah, right. So it was the last day of high school, and it I was already pro at the time. So there was a there was a contest going on that weekend, which was you know it's Friday. And I convinced my friend to drive to Visalia with me. He's like, you want to go to the skate contest this weekend? It's like first day of the rest of our lives. And he's like, <laughs> fuck it. Let's do it. <laughs> and and what 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 happened when we, we used to go on skate trips with – I used to go with Mike Smith and we'd drive his VW Bug like up up and down California. And instead of pulling over to switch drivers, if he, if he got tired, he would just like – leave the driving seat and he's like get up there conch come on jesus and i the first time i was just like what are you doing like i have my seatbelt, and i just panicked <laughs> into the driver's seat and went and off smoothly like yeah. on the road and i just assumed this guy knew what to do and i was driving i'm like come on get it and he, and he freaked out and jumped in the seat and i'm in the back and next thing you know i see him Looking at me in the back seat, like trying to find the seatbelt, and I'm like, <laughs> off the side of the road, and and next thing he yanked the wheel to where we were, we did a a total 540, like oh, like we were driving backwards for I. The only thing I remember about it was g- us going backwards and seeing all the cars just pulling over to the side of the road. <laughs> and we, I don't know how, I don't know what happened, but nothing happened to the car, nothing happened to us. We were just on the side of in this ditch, totally. Fine and and Jesus. we cheered and high five and <laughs> and I I thought the first day of my real life I was gonna die so wow I, I pretty much that's a that's a baptism by fire right you there. know, you know what I mean? <laughs> so you know the skate contest was at the time and I wasn't I wasn't doing drugs at the time I wasn't I never tried acid you know or nothing like that but I at the time I just like skate contest is nothing what yeah in comparison to what else is happening in my life it was just you know and and I was not skating good so I went up and did an axle stall and Pissed my pants. <laughs> oh, you, you actually did it during your during run. During the run. Yeah. And oh, then, that's, that's, that's not disgusting. That's a new trick. It's art. <laughs> no, it's so, art. It's art. It's art. Okay. Yeah. It's a but, bottle stall. You know, and it was, I felt bad because I had to, I mean, I was pretty much, uh, you know, disqualified from the contest because they had to stop the contest and clean it up. <laughs> oh. um, anyone else, uh, anyone else have known the contest? What's that? Was, was there anyone else of note in that contest? Or was there... Oh, like I think every well, I don't think Tony Hawk was there, but you know the normal guys were there. Yeah, yeah. Sure. It wasn't like a really big contest. It yeah. was kind of you know. <laughs> I I don't know. It was crazy. I I you know Thrasher reported that I got nervous and did it, and oh. you know, I was always like. 
like who pisses who pisses nervous? Yeah, that's such a wise tale. No one does that. No, <laughs> right? Just for fun or for fun? Yeah, pleasure. yeah. Or you know, I used to piss my bed like probably every night when I <laughs> when I drank too much beer. But yeah, I remember one time I ran into Rawl, who you know jumped with a drammed with uh, Toys I Kill and everybody. Um, but he uh, came up to me. He was like, he's like, oh my god, I had the craziest morning. I was like, what happened? He's like, well, I I woke up. Like pissing myself, I was like, "Oh, like you wet your bed?" He's like, "No, no, like everything was just positioned perfectly to where I was streaming. On, I was pissing on my face. <laughs> he was pissing on his face, and then he's like, ah, ah. Oh, man. and I was like, I was like, oh man, good thing your girlfriend wasn't in the bed.' He's like, "No, no, she woke me up when she saw it. <laughs> well, at least at least she had the courtesy to wake him up. Yeah, like, I, yeah. I, my girlfriend at the time saw me one night because I I'm not lying. I I did this constantly, <laughs> and I, I didn't think like maybe I should stop drinking beer and, or too much of it or whatever. I just <laughs> um, I I just thought it'll it's a phase. It'll go yeah. away. And she woke up one night. Saw me pissing on my seven inches, my, oh. my record collection. Oh. And oh, so you would sleepwalk? Sleepwalk, yeah, totally. Like, like yeah. wow, everywhere. My, I, had a, I had a buddy that did that. She didn't wake me up. She went right back. She's like, oh, there he goes again. I'm going back to bed. <laughs> At least it's not in the bed this time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Some guy in Bakersfield one time, I woke up with him pulling me out of a, a walk-in type of grandfather clock we were staying at this guy's house. Oh, no. <laughs> everyone's everyone's at the party laughing and he's dragging me to the bathroom fortunately i didn't start but i was opening up this, this really nice he had, a, he had an idea of what was that about him <laughs> yeah, and he, yeah and he wasn't like sober yeah, guy. Yeah, and, you, and you just get your, your stream is being sliced by the pendulum you know it's a lot of fun <laughs> that, it would serve me right you know that's insane that's, that's, that's. <laughs> what yeah. is uh, what is if you were to I, no I, I was actually gonna ask a question that is kind of insult it's like a shitty thing to do I was gonna say oh it's like your favorite release on recess ever but that's, is that like picking favorites yeah it is no. it's your, it's my, yeah it's you not, asked my favorite release that's l- literally the next yes <laughs> it literally is what it is <laughs> it's straight to the core of yeah. <laughs> Um, I, there's, I mean, I don't. I would definitely. Let's just say my favorite pre two thousands release. Yeah. Okay. I'm gonna say Pud. Pud. Yeah. I remember Pud only because it. No one buys it, and it's a great record, <laughs> and I want people to hear it. Let's hear it. Let's hear it. Is it on? Me? Probably not. It's not. Can you look it up? Try. You are a big man, man. (laughs) (laughs) You son of a bitch. (laughs) (laughs) Sobbins. I love biting the hand that feeds. (laughs) (laughs) I don't fucking feed shit. Uh, Is 1980s a song? Yeah. All right, cool. That's a good one, too. All right, sweet. That's the first one that came up. Let's play this one. Pud, 1980s. On Recess Records.
Pud in the 1980s. All the songs played on the show, besides the uh, the Charles Brunson one that was shitting on time, are available uh, from Recess Records, and I uh, urge you to support that label. Support uh, all independent labels. Uh, any song you hear on this show, uh, or any you know, support the bands. Go see them live. Buy the stuff. You know, blah Don't blah. Don't bring blah. in competition. <laughs> Sorry, only any any song you hear. Just buy Recess Records. If the if the you know covers look the same or something. <laughs> or reminds you of somebody. Uh, do that. <laughs> um, I uh, <clears throat> now when I was uh, when I was growing up, me and my friends were in a band. We were we were obsessed with uh, like a lot of the stuff that Recess was putting out, and we wanted to be on the label. And we were convinced that if we sent our recording to you, you would have put it out. Uh oh, because we were from Hawaii. And I, I showed I it like to you once. I showed it to you once, and you said. When you got, you're like, yeah, that's all right. You guys from Hawaii, and I was like, yeah, and you're like, yeah, I probably would have put this out, and it destroyed me. It didn't make me feel good. It made me just go, <laughs> oh, we could have done it. Oh, we could have done it. Um, yeah. And so uh, here's that band from when I was 15 <laughs> with a song called Sixth Grade Love Affair. Put the back. Oh man, let's do something that really cooks. I'm 
right. That was uh, my band, The Year Outs. That we uh, the blew everything. It. Yeah, we blew it. You blew it. You would have done it, wouldn't you? Yeah. Yeah. It's right up my alley right then. At least we still fucking skate. I want to thank our guest, Todd Congelier, for coming and joining us. Thank you so much. Thank you. Did you have fun? Yeah. Is it, is it a long drive up? It, it, well, from the sticks, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, I guess so. No one leaves Pedro. No or... one leaves Pedro. The quicksand. <laughs> it was weird. I was like, what is this place? <laughs> <laughs> Where's uh, the gong? Yeah. It's a gong, right? I got it right? I yeah, yeah, it right yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, I said it was a bell. No, it's not a gong. It's a bell. No. Yeah, it's the Korean Friendship Bell. If you ever want to see the Korean Friendship Bell, watch the movie The Usual Suspects. If you want to see the basketball court that's right next to it, watch the Sprite commercial with uh No, we Kobe have a Bryant. recess commercial with that basketball court. Oh, do you? Yeah. Oh. Why did you point, you point at the computer? Because <laughs> you have it on YouTube, motherfucker. That's where it's at. <laughs> Um, Bring it on. <laughs> uh, thanks so much. Um, you, uh, Twisted Care, are playing some shows coming up, right? Yeah, we're actually playing this thing called Our Sound. Our? Sound? Our Sound. Yeah, like horse we? Sound. Yeah, Horse Sound. Um, <laughs> in Pedro, it starts at one thirty. It's It's just in downtown Pedro. Just look for it. Toys that kill Mike Watt. It's not a big town. It's not a big town. Look for it. You'll it's find it. It's on 6th Street. Look December for the, 8th. Look for the dinosaur. 2012. <laughs> uh, yeah, so if it's you're listening to this, this yeah. Uh, yes, exactly. Don't shoot it. Yeah. Um, thank you well, so much. Uh, I want to thank uh, our guest, Todd Congelier. You spelled my name wrong. Many times. Thank you so much to Todd for joining us on this episode of Jonah Radio. I want to thank our producer, Cash Hartzell, at Cash Hartz on the Twitter. Hey, guys. Neil Mahoney on the Neil Mahoney's. Still trying to figure the... (laughs) (laughs) Somehow surlier when he doesn't drink. I don't know. True Irishman. A true Irishman where he's more upset. Oh, God. I have the unluck of the Irish right now when it comes to fucking so at Neil Mahoney, at Todd Congelier, at Recess Records. You're on the gram. You're on the Instagram. Yeah. Yeah. What? Graham. Yeah, the gram, bro. <laughs> Sounds like a cocaine <laughs> social network. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's uh, any of the stuff you heard. All the stuff you heard besides Charles Brunson was uh, it's available on Recess Records and, and the DMX Christmas song. And the DM- no, that's that's the split. <laughs> I put that out. out. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> but uh, Todd has been consistently putting out uh, s- some of the best music in the past few years of just like really, really great rock and roll stuff. And I urge you to uh, buy it, and it's available on all the digital sites. But also, if you go to recessrecords.com, you can get the stuff there. Go see the bands live. They're all over the place. And uh, we want to thank uh, Blue Collar Distro for you know, supporting the show, buy shirts from there. And um, I think that's it. I think that's all we got. We're going to leave you now with another band from Recess Records. Uh, and this is... Uh, this is the band Summer Vacation with the um, you know I was gonna play post to you but I think I'm gonna play uh, Tiffany Sucks, um, which is uh, literally about the singer Tiffany and how she sucks. <laughs> the wit. 
Also, on top Do of that, it. go watch the movie I Think We're Alone Now. It is the creepiest movie oh, yeah. Yeah. you will ever see. <laughs> yeah. It's about the Tiffany super fans that exist in the world. One of them's a weird dude. One of them's a weird dude that's a chick. <laughs> Just a thing. Just a thing. Tiffany sucks by Summer Vacation off the album Condition. Please keep on listening. Thank you guys so much. Keep on sending in your stuff. We are lacking in... Uh, theme songs so if people could send more of those and they're a lot of fun and Thank once you again so, much. so sorry for episode one so sorry for episode one thanks a lot for listening to Jonah Radio Now leaving Nerdist.com.